You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you can get more clients, get your business visible, and monetize on social media. And I am excited because today we're chatting about Pinterest, but not only Pinterest, how Pinterest and Instagram are different. And I brought the number one expert, in Pinterest to help us really understand this difference and to give us some tips to help us grow and scale our businesses leveraging Pinterest. So I have Kate here. Welcome, Kate, to the Social Media Decoded Podcast. We are so excited to chat with you today. Well, I am so excited to chat with you. We had such a great chat before that I think this is going to be even better. Now everybody gets to listen to it. Yes, I'm so excited. So we are going to chat today all about how Instagram and Pinterest are different because you may be thinking, oh, they're the same thing, but they're not. We're going to give some tips on what's working right now and how you can really apply these things to your business. But before we get into that, Kate, how did you get started with social media and Pinterest specifically? Because there's so many platforms and sometimes as just, I don't want to say like I'm a general social media marketer, but I'm a marketer who is utilizes a lot of platforms. And so I feel like, I'm morphing into like a CMO and I can like look at all the platforms and don't, and I have specific areas that I know about each one, but I don't necessarily leverage Pinterest like I should. So how did you get involved in like social media and Pinterest specifically? It's just so interesting. Yeah, I often joke it was 2013. So I started with like a food stamp card and a hope that it would work, essentially. So I was helping a friend uh, with her website, we were doing affiliate marketing and Facebook marketing. So I was deep into the Facebook business pages when it first started. And then Facebook turned off all of the organic growth that you could get and basically turned on ads. And what was interesting about that is then everybody started to ask, where do I go next to get traffic? And a friend of mine, I was at her kitchen table. She was watching a Pinterest webinar. And this was like the first time anybody had really started talking about Pinterest marketing. And she looks at me and she was like, you should do Pinterest management. Like you should manage people's Pinterest pages because they're so frustrated with Facebook. And I was like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Nobody is going to take me up on that. And she was like, you are poor. You have no options you need to do this. And I was like, she's got a point. So I dove in headfirst and figured out how you could really leverage Pinterest to drive traffic and if it would work. That was really my first question. And then in 2014, I started Simple Pin Media with three beta clients and said, give me all the feedback. Is Pinterest working for you or not? Is this going to replace what you've lost with Facebook? And they came back three months later and they were like, this is amazing. It's revolutionizing my business please continue to do this for me. And so I had a business on my hands and got more referrals and then began to become this really big student of Pinterest. And it's changed so much, obviously, than twenty since 2013. I mean, that's nine years. But the core use of the platform remains the same. And so that's been a cool thing to help business people navigate 
how to use it, which is like you said, different than all the other platforms out there. Oh my goodness. I love that. I love Pinterest. I I have been on Pinterest, like you said, since probably it began. And I was just looking at my page right now and I'm like, oh, I need to start over or like delete all these boards or make them something. Move them to secret. Move them to secret. Yeah, I need to move everything to secret and just like start over because it's not the same platform. So I totally love how you got started with Pinterest. I think that is like so amazing. So let's talk about the difference between Pinterest and Instagram because- Many people may think that they're the same. While you can utilize them together for a great strategy, how do they differ? Yeah. So let's think of Pinterest as search and discovery. So we put it in the bucket of Google and YouTube. So when somebody approaches the platform, they're going there with a question. They're not going there with a brand in mind. So they're thinking, what kind of pillows would fit on my couch? Or how can I make this recipe? Or what's the best women's fashion for fall? They're unbranded searches, which is the beauty of Pinterest is because then it levels the playing field for all businesses, right? So small business, big business, everybody can get in front of the person who's asking that question. And they take a long time to make decisions. So they gather a bunch of pins to their boards. They take about three to six months before they make a buying decision. Whereas when you approach Instagram, you're going there to follow somebody. So you're seeing what people are doing with their lives. You're not really asking questions. You are warming up to people. And if you buy products, it's because I follow you and you recommend that product. But when I go to Pinterest, I'm starting with my question, which is, what's the best face wash for acne? I'm not interested in somebody selling it to me. I'm not even interested in somebody talking to me. I might listen to somebody's review on it, but for the most part, I'm doing my own research. That's not the same with Instagram. Another differential is that Instagram is very in the moment. So we all know we see somebody's stories within like one to four days or so. Whereas on Pinterest, I might find pins that are from three to four years ago, but they're still really relevant information to answer my question. So as long as we take and we separate those out to say like Instagram really truly is social media and Pinterest really is a search platform. Oh, I love how you said a search platform because things can live on Pinterest forever and ever and ever. I have pins that are still getting pinned and I don't even write to the blog. I haven't wrote to the blog since 2019. And so what I want people to understand too is that Instagram is like, yes, it's like quick instant gratification, not really, but in the form of you can follow somebody and see their behind the scenes and see what's going on, but you can't really see like, the traction, right? And on Pinterest, you can't really see the traction, but you know that it's going to happen eventually because it's a search engine. People will continue to search for toothbrushes or what's the the best toothpaste. Like you said, I like how you said unbranded. I think that is like the number one nugget that everybody should write down because they're not searching for your specific brand. They're searching for what they want. So keep that in mind. So yeah. can I bring this up? Because I, oh, as please. you were talking, I just had this great epiphany and I've never described the, the two platforms this way. But it's like you're going into a city and Instagram is like the bar, right? You're going there to have food and hang out with people and meet with friends. And Pinterest is the library. It's very quiet. And you're looking for a book on a specific topic. And they're just so different in that way. Like you can't even overlay them. So Instagram's the bar, Pinterest is the library. 
that is a really that that is good. That is good. I love it. So they are not the same. Although I think Instagram is trying to be a search engine. They're trying to be everything. I think they are. I love love your Instagram, but you are trying to be everybody. Let's just totally. stick to something. I love you. Love you dearly. If you're listening, yep. I love you. I love you. But we're we're kind of getting you know a little bit confused. But we'll get it together. Yep. So Pinterest has changed so much since the inception as business owners listening, what is working now for business owners? I want to say that there are, I see a lot of product-based and service-based businesses on Pinterest. Is there a something different that each of them should be doing, but what's working right now to get their business visible and to get that reach that they are looking for? Yeah, I would say there's two things. One is the keywords that you're using and then the imagery that you're using, because that's how users approach the platform. So you want to make sure that wherever you can put keywords on the platform, that you're using the words and the phrases similar to if you've ever built a blog post with the goal of SEO in mind, you want Google to pick up that blog post and show it to the person that's searching. That's the same way on Pinterest, that if somebody is talking about um, women's fall fashion, that is in your board name, that is in your board description, that's in your Pinterest description. And that is primarily for the algorithm to know where to show that content, right? And then the imagery is primarily for the pinner. They only look at images on Pinterest, whether it's still images or video. And we have a new pin format on Pinterest called an idea pin. And this is like a short form, kind of like an Instagram story version, but it's it lives forever. And it's very much about like the features and the highlights of whatever you're talking about. So if you really work on making sure your imagery connects like billboard advertising really quickly with a person, those are the things that regardless if you're a content entrepreneur or you're a service-based provider or a product seller, those are the two things that everybody really has to master. Because if you're not using keywords, algorithm doesn't know where to put your pins. And if you're not using great imagery, people are just going to move right on past you because they can't connect with what it is you've put in that image. So, so many things to say there, which was amazing. Imagery matters. And so I know there are so many different you know, ways to create pins. Are there any specific like pins that you see out on Pinterest right now that are dominating? Because I know that there are also video pins as well. Yeah. So I would say there's like a four part formula. So you always want to have use your logo, your colors and your fonts, right? And then you want to have your logo for brand awareness. Then you want to have a very short poppy title on it with a call to action. So whether it's download now, book a call, telling people what to do. And sometimes if we put them like in the shape of a square or an arrow, that gets our brain to think about like pushing the button, even though the whole pin itself, you can hit and go to the website. It just is different that way. 
I think businesses are putting a lot of effort into being very catchy with their title, maybe asking questions that describe it. They're definitely in the lead right now, or they're showing collections of their products, or they're talking about the features and the benefits of their service. Then that's where they're getting in front of people and their pins are rising to the top instead of these ones that are very poor lighting, or they're using the wrong kind of stock imagery that really doesn't match the topic and making sure that what is in the image really does connect with the landing page so that the user doesn't feel confused when they get to the website and they're like, am I in the right place? So those ones are always rising to the top. And I'll say this so people know. So we have a standard pin, we have a video pin, and then we have an idea pin. Now, the bummer part is those are all different sizes, right? But we do know a standard pin is two to three. And an idea pin, I think their sizing just changed. I can't remember what it is. It'll tell you when you go to upload it. But the idea pin is kind of like a hybrid of both static and short form video. So you can essentially use both. So if you took one piece of content, you could essentially create a standard pin create a short form video, and then create an idea pin. And now you have three different places on Pinterest where your imagery and your message can connect with the pinner. And so that's what we also like about Pinterest is we have this ability to kind of fan out what it is we're trying to communicate and get in front of people. Oh my goodness. I love Pinterest. I'm about to get my Pinterest strategy in order. (laughs) I know, right? It needs to be tightened up. I'm not I'm not utilizing pictures to the best of my ability. So for the business owners listening, I know they're they were just like, what in the world when we're talking about the idea pins and all these things? Where where do we start? I mean, I know that as a business owner, we want to get on Pinterest and we want things to happen fairly quickly, but I know and we all know that this Pinterest platform is not the place where we're going to see this instant gratification and instant growth. Mm -hmm. So what should we look forward to or what should we be thinking about when we are creating campaigns or launching things and leveraging Pinterest? How should we be thinking about using it in our strategy um, because of the type of platform that it is? Yeah. So we always tell people to start with that strategy piece, which is really the why you want to use it. And we find that users who, marketers who connect with that, why they're going to use the platform, stay on it longer and they're more patient with that timeline that you just talked about. So we tell people invest six to nine months to a year in your Pinterest marketing. It's not going to feel good because it doesn't have those same metrics as Instagram, like the hearts, the likes, the engagements. There's some of that. But for the most part, people who engage with your content are pretty quiet about it. They, They save it. They're not really interested in talking to you. It's the joke is it's the introverts platform. So there's not going to be a lot of kickback. So when you start with that, like I'm using Pinterest to fuel my email list growth, brand awareness, whatever it is, we know our why. And the number two would be use the platform on your app for 30 minutes. Just open up your phone, get Pinterest and play around with it and become familiar before you do anything, because that will set the kind of tone at which you go forward because you're like, oh, yeah, okay, now I'm wrapping my brain around it. Right. And when we are a good user, we're a good marketer. And then from there, you have a profile. Update your profile. Take an hour. Clean it up. 
So make sure your website is connected. Go through and make sure that your name is updated. It reflects current branding. Update the profile photo. And like what you talked about, go through your boards that are not relevant to your brand and move them to secret. Then that way you still have the pins that are in that board. You're not going to lose it. And then begin to think about the keywords that you're going to target. This is when you search on Pinterest, search the phrases, search the keywords, just see what's out there. What are other people talking about in your industry? How are they positioning their services or products? And how can you be slightly different than that? What are they not telling consumers that you want to tell consumers? Then from there, you can begin to build your boards one at a time. There's no like magic. You need to have 10 or 12 or whatever. Just begin to build from there and then move to that imagery piece of the type of pin format. Um, I suggest I'm horrible at creating images, so I buy templates. Like I love to consume templates, use them on Canva. It just speeds it up. I will spend like 1 million hours looking at a pin image and it still looks bad. So just move that out of the way and buy a template. And then from there, you can, I would say that that whole setup I would give yourself two to three weeks to really get yourself into that ecosystem. And then once a month, check your analytics. What'd you see? What did people click on? What did they save? Start to get cues from the pinner as to what they like and don't like. And you might be really surprised. Something that you think is going to resonate, like it's going to be amazing. They might not even love it. They might like this other thing that you took five minutes to create. And they're like, pinning it like crazy or clicking on it and coming to your website. So that's the initial startup phase in that first month. So many gems were dropped right there, right there. It's not the platform that's going to happen quick. None of the platforms are to be realistic. We really do want to have, like you said, those goals set and saying like, what are you using Pinterest for? And I'm so glad that you said that because I think that that's important. Whether we're approaching Pinterest or Instagram, you need to know what you're using the app for and what the app is best utilized for. Because some things work on Instagram that do not work on Pinterest. So you just have to be aware of that and just use the apps accordingly or figure out the best strategy that works for you. Like I recently figured out, hey, Michelle, you definitely should not be posting other people's content to your boards anymore. That's kind of the old way of Pinterest. The new way is that you're going to post your content so that people can go to your stuff. And so I'm like, I have to do that now. And so it's just really figuring out the best way to use Pinterest for your specific business, because it may not be the same for everybody. So thank you so much for that really great breakdown of why we should be using Pinterest, how we should use it the things we should be doing now, how it's different from Instagram. This episode has been packed with so many gems. And it's like, always I say, these are mini masterclasses when I have such amazing guests on who can really dive deep and get nerdy with me when it comes to the social media marketing. Um, So I really, really appreciate the deep dives into Pinterest. But oh my goodness, this has been such a great episode. So we would love to know where where can we find you, Kate, and learn more about Pinterest, get the resources that we need to grow and scale our business leveraging Pinterest because we need to know these things. Yes. Yes, they do. Okay. So I have a podcast too. 
the Simple Pin Podcast, where it's dedicated to all Pinterest. And so you can follow me there. I give updates, ways that Pinterest is changing, real tactical advice, and then share other people's stories of what works and doesn't work. So that that's number one. Number two, we do a weekly newsletter called Pinterest Made Simple, where we break down um, how you can really put your marketing and action based on where Pinterest is going. So we kind of give you some highlights if you want to have updated news about Pinterest. And then last, I would say, if you really want to dive into creating, we got lots of templates for people in all different niches. So Simple Pin Media is like a huge history blog of Pinterest. So there's so much information there that we really want to help business owners know how to leverage it. Like you said, in a different way than Instagram, that it is another really great marketing arm of their business while they're trying to connect with all these different communities of people. And we just don't want people to overlook it. So that's it. We've got lots over there on simplepinmedia.com. Yes, I'm going to be heading there because old templates are my best friend. And so I will be heading there. Everything that Kate said will be in the show notes so you guys can head on over and check out those templates. Because when I tell you lifesavers, they are lifesavers because you don't want to spend 40 hours designing one pin where you can just drag, drop, change the colors, change the letters and be done with it. Right. So Kate and her team are making it easy for you. Easy. Yep. That's right. And we're happy to answer any questions too. So on Instagram at Simple Pin Media, we're sharing like little micro tips too over there for people. So just follow us there so you can get kind of those updates along the way. But um, this has been so delightful. I love helping people kind of understand Pinterest and how it can really help their business grow. Yes. Thank you so much, Kate. And I hope everyone listening was taking notes of all the gems that were dropped. Make sure to check out the show notes so that you can keep up with Kate and learn more about how you can leverage Pinterest in your business. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kate. You bet. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.